Welcome to the Podity. I'm Steven. And I'm Nate. This is the show where we talk about all things nerdy, from ring cycle to a zombie apocalypse. And today, we'll be talking about Army of Thieves, Geronimo. So, yes, today is ver- the very first episode where we'll be talking about uh, my recommendation of a show to talk about, and then the following week, we'll be talking about the show that Something yeah. So we decided for these two weeks, these two final weeks of February, mm-hmm. that we would do a kind of host's choice. So this week we're doing Stephen's choice, and next week we'll be doing my choice. Yes. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, and I think again, uh, like all our podcast episodes, we are just full of spoilers. And if you haven't watched it, please go and watch it. Um. And then come back to us. And the show that we'll be talking about today will be Army of Thieves. That's right. Yeah. Well, anyway, the premise of all these shows is just basically shows that we want to talk about. Uh, again, we are not in the sense of saying that these are the best rating shows that you should watch, but rather... Shows that we would recommend. Yeah, recommend. Definitely recommend. And enjoy, at least from our perspective. Yep. Yeah. And honestly speaking, when it comes to Zack Snyder, I don't... I can't think of a movie that Zack Snyder has done that I don't really like. I mean, there were there are definitely some that I prefer over the others, mm-hmm. but there are no none comes to mind that I immediately like. Oh yeah, that's not the best. Maybe Sucker Punch, but okay. that was yeah. That's just maybe one of them. But Zack Snyder on a whole, I I like that dude, man. Yeah, I I like most of his movies. Maybe I, for me, it will be Superman. Oh, okay, yeah. sure. But I I will say this though, whatever you, whether you like Zack Snyder or not, he seems to have a really good relationship with all his stars. Yeah, and actually his movies, most of his movies are really really enjoyable as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. However, there is, if you've seen his movies and some of his works, there is kind of an argument that he might be fascist, because when he <laughs> came, like for example, Watchmen, why he was so drawn to that universe is because, in that universe, superheroes are inherently fascist. Yeah. So. And it, there is an argument that could be... I don't know what that says about... I don't know if he himself is a fascist, but the titles and the articles he are drawn to kind of hmm. exemplifies fascism in a sense. But that's neither here nor there. We're gonna <laughs> yeah, but today's episode is not about uh, fascism Zack and Zack Snyder. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, we're going to be talking about the Army of Thieves. Army of Thieves. That's right. Yeah. All right. So maybe I just... Uh, start with a premise. Uh, Army of Thieves occurs during the beginning stages of the zombie outbreak and six years before the event of Army of the Dead. Ludwig Dieter is in his initial years of safe-cracking when he's suddenly, hi- suddenly hired by a mysterious woman to pull off a series of inter- international heists. Ludwig joins the, their crew of aspiring thieves and together they attempt to pull off the legendary heist based on the ring cycle. So, I'm trying to stifle a laugh now. Why is it? <laughs> because before we started recording, we were, spe- we were... Because, okay, the premise of this movie begins in... Was it Austria? No, Germany, right? Germany, yeah. Right? Because um, Ludwig Dieter, yep. the name of his character, is he's German-born. Yeah. And so he has a beginning of he's his name. Austrian. He's, he's Austrian, Austrian, but, but he's German. Yeah, German, yeah. Like living in Germany, yeah, German, essentially yeah. a German national. Yeah. So he has a. Ludwig Dieter is quite a very. A, let's say a Dutch name. Yeah. Very. Th- that part of Europe kind of name. So it's. 
for us, it's very difficult to pronounce these kinds of names. And before we were recording, we were just talking about it. Like Ludwig Dieter and Sebastian Schweig... Sebastian Schweikhofen, I think. Oh, that was... N- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we so just it was... Call him Sebastian. Yeah, we're, we're probably just going to refer to him as Ludwig Dieter yeah, or, or Dieter, yeah, yeah. right? And of course, there is also um, Matthias Schweighofer. <laughs> I'm not going to say it live. <laughs> Matthias. We'll call yeah, Matthias. Yes, Matthias Schweighofer, of course, yeah. who plays Ludwig Dieter and um, also is the director of the yeah. movie Army of the Dead. Yeah. Army of Thieves, rather, yeah. Yes, that's right, yeah. Yeah, anyway, um, I mean, I, I chose this movie because I am extremely... Uh, entertained by it. Right. I always love a heist movie and I think among all the heist movies, this stood out a lot for me because actually, right from the beginning, uh, the moment they show a YouTube video that he created yes. that talks about the law of saves and I was drawn by it. It was yeah. amazing. It's like one, on a on a point of view of an audience like me when watching it, it's like the show telling me, oh, this is going to be it, you know? Yep. This is going to be what the show is about. And then he went on, but oh, this is, is the safe created by this legendary safe maker called uh, Hans Wagner. Hans Wagner, yeah. And and then there's, he's he's doing it because of, um, he was inspired by a symphony and then yeah. they have different movements for each safe. And then somehow, uh, there's a very tragic story behind it as well. Yeah. He, right. he, made, he made the saves as a tribute to Richard Wagner as well, right? Yes, uh, uh, to the music, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. No, I think it was to Richard Wagner himself, not just oh. the music, right? Oh man, I, I can't think remember that. that might yeah. be the way. And that's why he made the last save for Richard Wagner as well. Mm. For yeah. Richard Wagner himself. Right, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, he also ended up, I mean, he created four main saves and yep. then the last one just for himself. Yes, total and of five saves. Yeah, even his co-workers couldn't, you know, open the safe that he yeah. created. No one could. You know, that's one the could, that's yeah. the idea. That's the whole that's the whole legend behind the ring cycle of safes, right? Yeah. And I think to me among all the all the heist movies, uh there's always like there's a wonderful prize at the end of it. But for this one, you get to know the law behind it. it makes me really care about all these saves. Yeah. It makes you care about the heist itself and not about how they pull off the heist. Yeah, and even the main character, like, what? why is he so drawn into him? I mean, he's just a nerd for safe yeah. cracking and all that, but yeah, it pulls everything together for me. It yeah. is amazing, yes. Because in even with the beginning of the movie, you see Dieter has already made kind of a YouTube channel about Safecracker, mm, right? His yeah. name. So it was kind of an ode to safe cracking. Yes. And he has this, he put on a video, one of his videos was about him talking about the ring cycle mm, yep. and how he is in awe of it. And when you look, when he's scrolling through his YouTube channel, they are getting like zero views, one views, that kind of thing. And the one or two views probably is himself. Yeah. So there is no, no really nobody talking about it. It is even... It's even confirmed because when Natalie Emmanuel, Gwendolyn, mm-hmm. she when she looks up Ring Cycle, she can very easily find his video. Yeah. That means that whoever is interested in the Ring Cycle can easily find his videos. Yeah. Which you can infer from that statement means there are not very many people who are yeah. even aware or interested in the Ring Cycle or Hans Wagner 
to begin with. Yeah, and that's an amazing point. And please remember this point. I think it's so important. Yeah. So for later on, yeah, it's amazing that this guy's knowledge and his can you like these are one of the few things, right? I love it because he is very obviously a nerd mm-hmm. about safe cracking, and like I I mentioned this probably in our first or maybe even in our introduction video or introduction episode, where nerds are not just talking about superheroes and comics and stuff. Yeah, you can have nerds of anything. There can yeah. be car nerds who are very interested in specific parts and right how yeah. to tune a car and stuff this he is a safe cracking nerd yeah and a safe lore nerd yeah which is awesome because i love seeing something i love seeing characters who are good at something and interested in something and pursue that something yeah not just character but anyone actually anyone even real yeah. life yes yeah but like when i when it comes to media or like movies and series right whenever i see a character that does this and actively pursues their their interests and passion that is amazing for example like abed in movies like abed and yeah, movies yeah i mean like it's oh it's so compelling right yeah so what to see yeah. ludwig dieter come in he is a nerd because like how he comes across the name ludwig dieter as well <laughs> yeah. is such a nerdy thing yep yeah yeah he just want a, in the sense, a character name, a superhero name for himself. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> they said whatever his name was, it's Sebastian, whatever, it's too yeah. complicated. Yeah. And they want a, like a code name, like a superhero. And Ludwig Dieter was a superhero that he... Admired. He, no, it, he, he made himself. He made himself. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a yeah. safe-cracking superhero comic that he made himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Okay, anyway, let's begin the whole thing with... Uh, the beginning. So, I love the premise of this show, right? Because when you fir- you're first introduced to Ludwig Dieter, you see him as just an ordinary guy uh, living a very, very predictable life. Yeah. He's uh, he a bank teller, right? He's a bank teller. Yeah. So, he'll wake up in the morning, prepare himself, uh, get himself breakfast, uh, go out, get coffee at the same coffee shop. Every day, see, yeah. Every day, seeing the same person, seeing the same people wo- sitting down at the same get place. Get the same coffee. Get the same coffee. Uh, leave his the coffee house, go to his workplace as a bank teller, uh, get scolded by customers, yeah. finish the day, come back home. And uh, then pursue his passion. Pursue his passion, doing a YouTube video, check his YouTube, previous YouTube video, yeah. no views, one view. And then that's it. Yeah, uh, And then he practiced safekeeping his, uh, I think he did, he, did, he will do his practice yes. as well, if I remember correctly. And then he went back to sleep and it repeats. Every day, yeah. And, you know, I think it's a, when I was watching it, I felt it was like a slap in the face by Zack Snyder to me uh, because <laughs> that's like my life to some extent, right? It um, is, yes. Or everybody's life, in fact. Uh, like you wake up, you kind of know, yes, maybe it's not as so crazy. Like his yeah. life is really exactly the same, right? But Yeah. It's, it, but I mean, it's an exaggeration, but it, to a point, it, everybody yeah, can relate to it. Yeah, it's very relatable. It's very routine and, life. And yeah, and, and I think a bit like him as well, we, at least for myself, I do have dreams of something different, something that is amazing, something that I want to try. Yeah. And I, that's obviously this podcast. And I, f- I find yeah. it really relatable because I look back at the podcast and see, oh, one play, two plays. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's the same, you know? <laughs> yeah, amazing. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, I mean, that was a very, very relatable beginning. Definitely. Especially to people like us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chase and their passion on the free time. Yeah. And I think that was just the beginning. And then next bit, right, we get to see something that's different, which is the call, you know, his his first step to the call, something unique. And when he got a comment, 
That's right. Uh, on his YouTube first comment, he was so excited by about it. Yep. And it was just an address, right? Yeah, it was just an adre- address. Yeah. And if you're a real safe cracker, be at this address. So yeah. This time on this yeah. day. That and kind of. Oh man, I mean, it's. I would be really happy when we get our first comment. Oh yeah, that that would be really <laughs> interesting. I mean, we have a few. Uh yeah, I guess. Yeah, so. but like, it's I get the feeling. I yeah. understand what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And then that first call turns out to be that yeah the first threat that got him to his adventure or even real purpose and identity in his That's life right. right. So this is the part where I'm a little, a little bit confused. Right. No, this was okay. No, that call was to meet Gwendolyn at the coffee shop. Was it? No. This this call is just straight to the straight to the place that he, okay. he sees. So uh, here's the thing where yeah. that that arena for competition yeah in underground like, yeah yeah that open inverted mm-hmm. commas arena was that whole thing staged by Gwendolyn okay I mean at this, at this point we don't know right but at the same time I don't think it's the first time that's happening because from the converse- conversation oh they have a reigning champion and all that yeah exactly so I think it's a bit unless Gwendolyn has been planning this for years perhaps or months maybe then maybe but uh it's never confirmed though. Right, okay. Yeah. But it's also quite interesting that he is kind of like the good, the the wholesome kind of Superman kind of person of safe cracking. Yeah. Because he's not in the underground of safe cracking because they have a reigning champion. Yeah. And he made quick work of the reigning champion. Yep. Quite easily, right? Yep. So if you really think about it, he's amazing at it. If he yeah. had heard about these kinds of underground safe cracking competitions or tournaments or whatever he would definitely be the reigning champion right yeah but i think he wouldn't even get access to it because it's quite a he's quite a predictable guy he yeah i mean he is in his comfort zone and never had really a chance he's and like the boy scout like the superman of safe yeah. cracking of the boy scout good yeah. guy kind of thing he's a very good guy and yeah. in fact he's i, I assume people who love uh, most of the people there in the safe cracking community are probably maybe some of them are thieves some probably, of them yes. are the, and I think he's the he may be the only like enthusiast out of know, passion out of passion yeah yeah that is yeah but the thing is see that's the thing it's a different it, purpose altogether it's a different purpose and it's so interesting to see that yeah, yeah. and people there are just to win the thing and to try out a skill set for him it's a passion yeah he exactly. goes way, for way fun. beyond yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> yeah so it's kind of like why the Joker is such an amazing villain He's not right. there to 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 for get money for or riches yeah. or for anything. He's just there for fun, for chaos, for chaos. Yeah, yes. Something that's a bigger goal, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So it's kind of interesting. I love these kinds of characters. Mm. So that's why it was. It was honestly speaking, when I started watch, I wasn't very interested in watching Army of Thieves mm-hmm. after Army of Dead. I was kind of interested, but I put it off for a long time until you told me that it was good. Yeah. Then I watched it, but it, it was around this point where. I see Ludwig because honestly speaking, Dieter in Army of Dead was my favorite character. He's definitely, definitely. my favorite He's character. He's so yeah. adorable, yeah. right? And <laughs> Matthias does such a great job of portraying him. Yeah. And when I, when actually when you told me to watch this movie, mm-hmm. then I started to look into it a little bit, and I realized that he directed this movie. Yes, and then, he did. Yeah. So he's directing a movie about his character, and I was sold, and I watched <laughs> it, and it was at this point in the competition where he's you see you see a bit of his character because I have a bit of understanding of his character from yes. Army of the Dead. Yeah. And you see how his character is evolving to this point mm-hmm. was when it really sold me on this movie. 
Right, right. Yeah. And this competition where you see the arrogant other safe crackers just kind <laughs> yeah. of doing it and then he's just having fun and playing. Yeah. And yeah, they really sold me on this movie because of him. And I just, actually I love it so much because the writing is so good here because we he make it into like, oh, this underground uh, secret thing and got all these other safe cracker that are yep. amazing and all that and there's a reigning champion that he's going to face and they say, oh, this safe will be so difficult. Uh, it, uh, almost no one can crack yeah. it. He did it 20 seconds when yeah. the other guy haven't even finished. Yep. It really just show off how <laughs> much of a difference yeah, it is. The, it shows the delta in terms of <laughs> yeah. ability, right? Yeah. It, re- it really reminded me of Troy in the Sun Chamber from Community. Troy in the Sun Chamber? Yeah, when he was the truest repairman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when they were dueling. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. just stood down there and stared. Yeah. It's the same as Dita. He was kind of just looking... Yeah, <laughs> relaxing, and then he did it in twenty seconds. No yeah. problem. And he did it not out of arrogance. The twenty seconds, he just like, oh, this works this way. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is so cool. Yeah, yeah. He's a very, very adorable character. Is, I yeah. love it so much. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah, I, I think that was the beginning of like, you get to see the amazing safe character that he is, and then he's being recruited by a very charismatic character actually. Yeah, definitely, uh, Gwendolyn Star. Yes. Yeah. And, and that Natalie Emmanuel. Yeah, and that came later on. Actually, she was there during the uh competition, mm-hmm. but the next day when he go back to the coffee, the coffee, house, coffee yeah. house, like what he normally does, his routine. His routine, someone breaks that routine. Routine. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so this scene was um you see Gwendolyn Star uh talking to him, and I, in fact, I think you get to see her showing off her skills yes, to him yeah. because he he for the first time someone asked him to yeah can we have coffee together yep and then she showed off her skill showing uh or she stole a gun yep uh, I think a wedding ring and I can't remember what's the last one but work pass or something? Yeah, yeah exactly yeah and he was oh right yeah this person is different and she was saying that we have a job for you as a heist and I think he wasn't interested nope yep. until she mentioned oh we are going the for ring the cycle the ring cycle yep man you know it's like your passion and love which you read in the books for ma- I'm sure I'm sure many many times definitely uh, trying to understand what is it about and wanting to even see it and then this person offering you a chance and and what I think I think the, the of course the time the limited time to it also was the definitely because they were gonna be a kind decommission. of decommissioning yeah. the safes yeah. for more modern safes yes yeah and yeah, and I, 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 I think this portion was uh was an amazing part because in every hero's journey, uh every you need someone to actually bring uh, the main like out of the yeah, out of the spark, out of the you know, the comfort zone. Yep. Yeah. You need someone to spark the flame so that they'll be able to embrace the journey and move on. Yeah. You need to basically you need someone to bring like a Luke Skywalker out of Tatooine. Yes, you, know, you right? need an all might to say that you can be a hero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true. These yeah. are the these are the, the reference yeah. like yeah. the the enablers, the right? Yeah, exactly. Not the enablers. They're literally the ones that tells the hero that you can be, you can go on this journey. You should go, and you should go and be, because it like, everything rides upon you. You can go mm. on your own journey, and you can become a hero. Yeah, and I think the next bit actually is uh, him finally meeting up with the crew. Yep. I think this is the part where they do a very blatant introduction in the show. Yes. Very direct. Who is this person? What she, the person does? What's uh, their expertise? What's expertise and yeah. all that. I guess only heist movies can do this, right? Uh, very, 
Although not very fantasy movies, fantasy, I guess so. They can do it. Yeah, I'm hoping for that in like the D and D movie <laughs> because there's a Dungeons and Dragons movie coming out soon. Oh really? Yes, that's right. And I hope they're doing. I hope they do something like this. Right. So on a small tangent here, right? The D and D movie, I'm hoping for them to do this kind of introduction, mm-hmm. like what they did in the Legend of Vox Machina yeah. Scanlan. Yeah. Right. So they have they they tell you each purpose, each person, and their purpose. Yeah. And what their skill set is. Yeah. And then I want one of the characters to immediately die, <laughs> what? because it's a very D and D thing. Yeah. And then the next scene comes back, same actor, a different person. Okay, that that depends on their that would be an yeah. amazing D and D movie. <laughs> But yeah, enough of that tangent. So we get to see some of the characters, the the, the yeah. crew of the the people who are going to mm-hmm. commit the ring cycle heist. Yeah. Who did he meet again? Uh we have There was Karina. Karina. Who was the hacker? Yeah, the hacker. Uh we have Brad, Brad Cage. Who was who the muscle. Muscle. All his self proclaimed leader and action super hero. Action hero. Yep. Uh, then after that we have uh Rolf. Rolf as a driver. driver. Yes. Yeah, the best drifter or something like Sandwich uh, maker. Sandwich maker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, details. <laughs> sandwich maker, that's an important role, man. Yeah. I think he he got along with most of them except for Brad. Definitely. Right? Yeah. I think Brad kind of never really liked him from the beginning. They yeah. all of them did mention that Brad was a bit difficult to yeah, get true. along with yeah. anyway. Because he's the action hero. Right? He's not supposed to be nice. He's supposed to be a bit... Douchey. Yeah, rough around the edges. Right, yeah. Probably he's like the superhero from The Boys or something. Probably, a yeah. Bit, a bit more, you know, self-centered and... Yeah. Kind of like the deep. The deep? Oh. <laughs> from <laughs> The Boys. <laughs> yeah. Well, we will talk about The Boys in the future. Some other right? time, yes. Some other time. Next will be, you know, actually... That was the beginning. I think that's act one. Uh, what I realized from Zack Snyder movies, he likes to break it into like acts, right? Well, I mean, typically any story has a good three acts, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So he is a more, tr- I would say he's a more traditional storyteller. Yeah. I guess rather so, than, yeah. rather than a more, but a traditional storyteller in the sense that he breaks it up into acts mm. without a proper, when there is proper flow. However, yeah. nowadays, modern storytelling, the three acts have kind of they, they they kind of blend Act 1 and 2 together, mm. more or less, yeah. with Act 3 being the final arc and yeah. climax. But yeah, most modern storytellers prefer to do the Act 1, Act 2 kind of blended together. Yeah. Whereas Zack Snyder is more traditional in a sense where he keeps them kind of separate. Yeah. And I think, I mean, when, when I was like just reading more about uh, Army of Thieves and all that, uh, because I was fascinated, right, by this. Uh, I mean, uh, a lo- uh, some of the yeah. comments that I got is always about Oh, this show is a, is very good heist, but it took a while before the heist get going. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a slow start. And I mean, I'm I will say that I think it's true. Yeah, but at the same time, I actually like it more that it took a while because it kind of built a lot of backstory, lore. Yeah, uh, it gives you the information you require to properly enjoy Act Two and Three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you get to really know who Ludwig Dieter is. Yep. Uh, and the kind of changes his he happening to his life out of the blue, right? It's yeah, just everything right. just one day, all within like forty eight hours or less. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Because when he was <laughs> uh, approached by Gwendolyn, I think the time frame was given was forty eight hours. He was it? No. Okay. So it's if I'm not mistaken, he's approached by Gwendolyn and he said in the next forty eight hours. So that would that would mean that the 
day before is also kind of oh, included okay. in with yeah, the safe cracking and everything. So it's about three to four days, four days kind yeah. of thing, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like, I mean, three, four days is nothing. And yeah, yeah you have a life-changing moment like that. Yep. Yeah. So, act two, the heist itself. Mm-hmm. The very first one, first trial. Uh, and like, I think any heroes definitely have to show some form of success. I think the first heist is really just to showcase um, Ludwig's um, nervousness, his definitely. mentality. Yeah. I mean, it's his first heist. Of course. And this he's is probably his first time breaking a law willingly, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I think they did an amazing job in like showcasing his nervousness. Yep. Uh, even the tension throughout, like, although it was, I think it was well done because the, the crew itself finds it super, they are super calm. Mm-hmm. They know yeah. exactly what's going on. But the music and the uh, angling of the camera, basically focusing on uh, Ludwig, right? Yep. It's like making the, at least I remember making me like, oh, is something going to go wrong? And probably play according to like, you know, us watching so many uh, heist movies. Definitely, yeah. yeah. And, Nothing went wrong. Almost nothing. Almost nothing went wrong. Yeah. Mean, yeah, but it w- it it went smoothly. They didn't get caught. Yeah. They didn't get caught. It went pretty smoothly. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and then that's where you first time get to see him with the fa- first safe. Yeah, yeah. Which is the Reinhold. Reinhold, sorry. Yeah, the Reinhold. Reinhardt is Darren DePaul. <laughs> okay. From yeah. Overwatch. Oh right. Yeah. So this Reingold, is the Reinhold. Yeah. The Reingold. Yes, you can try the pronunciation. I shall not (laughs) bother to butcher it. (laughs) I shall try and butcher it. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, I think... I think it's an amazing moment because this is the part where his nerdy side starts to just appear and kind of like make him a character... All that nervousness is gone. Yeah, he's like someone that's bigger than even the crew itself. The crew of international. He's he's the most important, thief, right? He's the most important cog in this part. And yeah, because without him, they won't be able to crack the safe at all. Yeah, and I, I feel that even in this part, his confidence, who he is, kind of like become bigger than the in a crew of international thieves. Yeah, like. that's right. Like he's he just start telling stories to uh Gwendolyn because she was there with him at the heist. Yep. She start, he started telling all the story about Reinhardt. Reinhold. Ryan so, so sorry. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Reinhold about the beginning, mm-hmm. what happened, the end. Yep. And yeah, and all this story, okay, we'll get to know why he says all that, I feel, uh, in the later part, which is one of my favorite moments. Yep. Um, but what I, I love as well is that he listens to the music while, oh, yeah. while cracking the safe. Yeah. So... The 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 story of the ring cycle has each yes. part, kind of, and the saves are all named after each part of the ring cycle. Yeah. So Ryan, the when Rheingold was being cracked, he was listening to Rheingold. Yeah. And that was really cool. Yeah, and that's how he focused. It's like it's not just the silence or listening to it's about understanding the yeah. art piece itself. It's not only understanding the piece, it's about he wanted to kind of figure out because Hans Wagner, the creator of the saves, mm. wrote this opus, made the opus of these saves to as a tribute and a recognition of Hans of Richard Wagner's ring cycle. Yeah. So when he was na- if when Hans Wagner was creating each of these saves, uh-huh. he was putting the effort and the detail into each of these saves in accordance to the 
score that he yeah. was lame them after. Yeah. So as Dieter going in, listening to Ryan Gold while mm-hmm. break while cracking Ryan Gold, mm-hmm. it really shows how big of a nerd and how much appreciation he has for Hans Wagner. Yeah. And how he's trying to understand the mindset of Wagner yeah. rather than just go in and crack it, that kind of thing. Yeah. It shows his appreciation for Wagner's craft. Yes. And work. Yeah. And which is amazing. I, and that's so awesome. Because as he is listening to it while trying to understand the safe, he is also recu- re- like kind of recounting the story of mm, yeah. Richard Wagner and Hans yeah. Wagner at the same time. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah, it's it's so so good. Uh and I think I think this is something I find really unique among like uh this kind of heist movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of heist movies, um not saying that they are bad. They are, I mean, they're still amazing, but uh, this one specifically spoke out to me is because you see in this heist, the character, the safe itself became the m- the major piece. Yep. The, I mean, the focus is on the safe here, yeah, mm-hmm. not the reward at all. In fact, I think they mentioned the rewards very, very briefly and all that. I mean, to the audience, of course, to the, the characters, the rewards are important, except, right, yeah. except for, obviously, the main character. Dieter, yeah. Dieter. And... I think that was so amazing because when we watch Heist, the safe is just normally the problem that yeah. they need to break. This is fucking doors, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they always the they're always just trying to they're always just trying to get to the money because it's a heist. Yeah. You know what I mean? But this kind of flips it a little bit because yeah. of his appreciation for the safe itself. Yeah, and I think amazing. that's very brilliant, you know, yeah. in terms of story writing and yeah, you know. Also, can we just mention how beautiful the saves are? Oh yeah, yes, thank you. Yeah, and like it's all of them <sighs> so uniquely different. When like later in the movie, mm. later on in the movie as well, when he's working with the Valkyrie, he's stroking the Valkyries yeah. on on the front of the safe, and how each of these saves are actually very different from each other. Yes, because of the story of the ring cycle as well. Yeah, yeah. what attention? Okay, here's the thing. Right, as myself watching the movie, I am very impressed that there is someone in the world of that world who has such an appreciation for the craft of somebody who can create it. Mm-hmm. As me watching this movie, I'm like, how the hell did Zack Snyder manage to write a character like that, man? You imagine the amount of research he probably had to put yeah. in and how much, in terms of set design, how much input he had to have just to create the safes and stuff. Yeah. And... <sighs> Definitely a lot of resources are being put into law, especially yep. for the safes, uh, the art form. I mean, I haven't had a chance actually to pause and really look at it. Oh, well, okay. I did. Actually. Oh, you did? I oh, did. okay. Because when they sh- first showed the safe, I was I was kind of watching and I thought it looked so freaking beautiful. As, yes, especially yeah. for... I, di- I don't think I paused for Rheingold, but right. I pro- I paused it for Valkyrie and Gotodamarung. Oh, For okay. sure. Because Gotodamarung was so freaking beautiful, man. Yeah. Yeah, okay, but we'll get to those in a bit. Yeah. So when we come to Rheingold as well, this was the part where they introduced Delacroix, right? Right after this. Right, yeah. So, okay, uh, the highs is over, and and then they got away with it. Yep. Everything's cool. They had a party. Yep. Uh, and this, of course, this is the part where the rom-com side of the show yeah. is starting to show. Um, I mean, it started off simply... Uh, it started out with Corina hitting, hitting, hitting on, on uh, Dita, right? Yeah, Dita. 
for just you know hey want to make out that kind of yep. thing because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably bored yep. it's never yeah really like like him you know that kind of thing this but was the part where 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 Rolf and him played ping pong right yeah and uh that's before I think that was before yeah. okay then after that um then the, she she get he get to he said he rejected her yep because he is a proper guy you mm-hmm. know yes <laughs> the, all among the unlawful and chaotic bunch of rogue of bandits rogues and bandits yeah. he's pretty much the proper guy yeah exactly and the boy scout the boy scout yeah and <laughs> he has eyes on uh, Gwendolyn yep and then that's where he learned that oh she is actually together with Brad and obviously their relationship wasn't good yeah and I think in the end they had I think Brad and Gwen had a f- f- fight and yes. then she ended up talking to uh, Dita the whole mm-hmm. night just talking about saves or names, all that. Yep, this yeah. is when he mentions yeah, the Ludwig Dieter yeah. persona. Yeah, I, I, I think she might, ha- she probably have seen him. I mean, she probably look at him as like, oh, this guy's really fresh compared yeah, to the colleagues. Exactly. <laughs> He's an actual proper nice guy. Yeah, you probably don't. You probably don't get a lot of those in these circles. Yeah, and he's so innocent, and yep. yet he's so amazing when yeah. it comes to. He's yeah. just freaking adorable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy in Army of the Dead, from not liking him because he's being noisy and nosy as well. Right, yeah. To him, to him really like yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They're becoming the best of friends. Yeah, and he celebrated so much when, when yeah, he finally unlocked the last safe, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, here's one thing though. Matthias Schweighofer yeah. is freaking 40 years old. Oh. When I first saw him in Army of the Dead, granted it was filmed a couple years ago, mm-hmm. but it was he looked like a little kid. <laughs> yeah. Right? But I find it so awesome that he kind of really portrays the kiddiness of amazing like kind of thing. And it's he's not a small fella, you know. Yeah. He's like six feet tall. Yeah. And he's kind of built as well. Yeah. You can definitely see like the the way he wears his clothes and everything. Yeah. He's kind of fit as well. Yeah. But he has this adorable kind of little boy naivety. It's his face. He has a baby face. And his character. Yeah, his, and, his, and, his and his character. character. So yeah. it really shows <laughs> it's exa- It's like amplified in these moments. Yeah. And it's adorable. Yeah, man. He's like a grog, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Real life. I love characters like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, anyway. So I think that was the part where we get to start to see the relationship of... Uh, in this movie because this movie is one of the genres actually romance as well Definitely. a rom-com yeah yeah and if you've listened to our Previous Valentine's episode. Day episode yeah <laughs> there's romance and comedy in all movies exactly even though you won't classify I won't classify them as strictly a rom-com but it's yeah. a very prevalent it's, it's genre in most movies it's the most relatable okay but yeah please listen to our Valentine's Day if you want yep. to if you haven't if you haven't checked it out go check it out we, we cover quite a bit in it actually yeah but yes, so then we get to meet Delacroix. Yeah, Delacroix. Oh my goodness. I love introduction the introduction of Delacroix. Yep. Because first he he said, Hey, this heist, by just looking at the kind of heist uh, I mean the kind of uh crime that happened, yep. he straight away kind of know that, oh, this is this group yep. of thieves. Yep. And the best part, right, for me was when when one, one his his secretary, I can't remember the, her name. Okay. Uh she was saying that Shouldn't cause it's part Interpol. Shouldn't we focus on our resources on the zombie apoc- apocalypse right, happening yeah, in, <laughs> yeah. in the US? In Nevada. And, 
And he said, no, this is very important simply because there's a vengeance. Because of Brad, group, right? Because of Brad shot him in the ass. Yeah, so now he has two <laughs> assholes. Yeah. <laughs> that scene was so so focused and so uh, intense yet the things they are saying is such... It's so silly. It's so stupid. It's so silly. The things they're talking about, everybody's laughing at him because of his asshole being shot in the ass. Yeah. It's such a stupid... Okay, honestly speaking, I think this is like one of two times when I've I've seen a character get shot in the ass. Uh Or three. Three times, rather. One of them was this, obviously. The other one was, I believe, Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah. 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 And it was really ridiculous as well because... The stupidity of how he got shot in the ass, and the president asking, "Yeah, uh, show like to show him doing." He just pulled down his pants and showed <laughs> the president, right? And another one was obviously Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yep, Boyle. Where Boyle and his assholes. Yep, yep. So it's all it's a very comedic thing. Yeah. And they decide to put it into the most <laughs> serious character. Yeah. yeah. It's so it it humanizes the character a lot. Yeah. It's a very good kind of mechanic, a very good trope to do. And. It's just so ridiculous because one moment talking about zombie apocalypse in yep. America, should we put our resources there? No, because he's the he's the leader, right? Yeah. No, we focus on these guys. It's like how st- <laughs> you know how crazy that sounds. No, but it, it, it's amazing because from yeah. this he immediately knows this troop and they're they're attempting the ring yeah. cycle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he, um, he's it's showcase of his amazingness as a yeah. person as a detective as a detective yeah. but it's also show how ridiculous his character is yeah. <laughs> because he got rather focus on this uh, yeah rather than the zombie apocalypse I love that you know? vengeance yeah and <laughs> yeah yeah so, so yeah the Lokwa is amazing Lokwa is really funny yeah amazing antagonist in the show actually yep yeah. so yeah then comes the second heist Um, second heist is basically about one of the banks are going own, I mean, still holding on to this safe, and the Valkyrie, the Valkyrie, and the Lokra kind of know about it, so he set up on certain part of the, one area of the bank. Yep. While the heist is going on, and I think in this heist, two things happen. I mean, I'm just I'm not gonna go into the details of the story, but the Lokra got it wrong yep. in the most ridiculous way. Yep. He's so smart about everything else, but details like, oh, this is the wrong. The thing has been moved six months ago. Or yeah. Something. He just. <laughs> you know, missed out that kind of crucial information. Yeah. But still, <laughs> they almost caught him. They still almost caught the... No, very far. He only found out much, much later. Right, right, okay. Because, uh... Oh, no, it was the... They kind of screwed up and then it was... This was the bank where... Yeah, so it, this happened at the same time, but I'm jumping ahead, right? Right, 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 okay. Yeah, so what happened in the bank while uh, Delacroix look, looking at this... Uh, other the, bank. Uh, other bank, because like, he looked at the wrong bank. Yep. Is that they enter the place and I think uh, they did everything perfectly. They enter the door, go into a, you know, the secret leaf and all that. And I think... Uh, they got disconnected. They got disconnected for a while. And Brad jumped uh, the gun, kind of. No, actually it's because um, in the security camera, uh, one of the guards suddenly saw, hey, this right. guy entered uh, this yeah, room yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. he didn't come out on the other room. Yep. Because I think Corina uh, Ka- yeah. didn't, you know, I mean, didn't change the thing properly yep, or something. Right. No, I think it's just they didn't expect. Yeah, to, to be basically that that things to be seen. I mean, I mean they, she because it was quite coincidental that the guards yeah, chanced yeah, upon it as well. Yeah, after a while, then the guards saw it. Yeah, so, and then they, they the guys oh did something. Oh, let's press the alarm. Silent alarm. Yeah. Silent alarm. And once the silent alarm was activated, Brad had to come in and yeah. be the action hero. Because right? Karina was notified. Yeah, 
So he came in and then he started shooting. Basically, he doing the real, real uh, action hero stuff. Yeah, robbery. Yep. With uh, a dart gun, right? Yep. Yeah. Tranquilizer gu- a gun. But while that ha- is happening, basically Dieter is at the bottom and finally managed to... With Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn. Oh yeah, in fact, when they go down, the lift open and then there's two guards there. And then yep. you get to see Gwendolyn masterfully overcome two guards with ease. Yep. With, uh, yeah, just with a little help from Dieter. Did he? I think so. If I remember correctly, he might be... Actually, got he almost got in the way. He got in the way at first. And then, <laughs> yeah. if I'm not mistaken... He kind of kicked the weapon back to her, and she. Oh used yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So yeah, a li- I'm I'm being very liberal <laughs> yeah. with the with the term <laughs> a little bit of help from Zeta. Yeah. So yeah, that's amazing. Uh, I mean, we need to have a fight scene as well. Definitely, of course. Yeah, someone from yeah from Gwendolyn, and then once again we get to see Valkyrie. Yep. Yeah. So beautiful, man. And, and of yeah. course, I believe everybody is familiar with the Ride of the Valkyries. Even mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with the name, you've definitely heard them before. Yep. It's it's used in a lot of media everywhere. It's kind of a call to battle. Yes. So when the Ride of the Valkyries started playing, when he was listening to the Ride of the Valkyries and kind of yeah. describe, like kind of telling the story, mm-hmm. recounting the story of the Valkyrie, this portion of the ring cycle. Yep. Oh, I was I was entirely entranced with this with this scene. Him just slowly doing and then he almost made a mistake he made, he a, mistake. made a mistake he made a mistake yeah and that was only the that was the last mistake he could make yeah and then he had to work around it oh, yeah it's only man. two mistakes yeah uh, one uh, sorry one mistakes and the other one that's it that's it yeah if yeah. not it's sealed forever right yep and that was beautiful man it's crazy and I think this is the part where we first saw this amazing uh safe cracker fail yeah at, sa- at uh, cracking safe yeah and it took it took him longer than expected. Yes. And but he finally made it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think uh at this point then Pilakwa, I think, finally realized, hey, there's a, a silent alarm at this other bank. And then that's where he realized, oh, wrong place. Yeah, yep. travel down. Yeah, but by the time he traveled down, they left they left already. Yeah. But before a uh, while well, all well, this they happened, were chasing but, them. But they were but the local police around that area have already started coming yeah, because to swarm Brad, in. Yeah, because the silent alarm was uh, yep. activated. And I think that's the part where I think Brett got shot by a yep, policeman. One of the security the guards. Security guards, right? Yeah. And then they had to run. And when they finally... I think there's this scene, which is very, very important scene. Uh, they were trying to escape. Yeah, they managed to get the money. They managed to crack the safe. They got the all money. the money collected. Right. They made it back up. Mm-hmm. And then um, they made it out Rolf, as well. Rolf had to drive off already because yeah. the police were coming and swarming so in. Gwendolyn so they were and, running. Yeah, and Dieter was running. And yep. then Gwendolyn got into the van. Yep. Uh, Dieter passed the last bag. The last bag, yeah. And then when he got up and hold uh, Brad's arm, Brad, Brad just pushed to a Lion King scene with Scar and uh, Mufasa. Scar and Mufasa. Yep. And he was left there alone. Yep. That scene was amazing though. Mm. Like him running away. Yeah. With the bike and everything. Yes, it's a chase scene. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That is amazing. It was so cool though. Like you get to see Dieter actually on the run. Yeah. Running away from the police, going picking up a bicycle and like going into the small crack. Still saying sorry to the Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry saying apologizing to yeah. the cyclist and sorry, sorry. And then running, running, and then you're yeah. going through crowds and like sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> He's adorable, man. Yeah. And oh man, how scary must it be for him? Yeah. This is probably like reaching to his lowest point as mm-hmm. well. Uh, the crew that finally bring him somewhere kind of betrayed him. Yeah, exactly. Left him alone to, to, to 
to go out in prison yeah. to die, you know. Yep, made him the fall guy. Uh. Made him fall guy, yeah. And thankfully, he managed to escape yep. somehow. But I think that's also testament to actually how brilliant he is. He's not. He's not a useless little boy. He has his ability to think on his feet is amazing. Like yeah. him escaping on the train. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, and he still making made his way back home. Back home, yeah. <laughs> I think in uh, I mean, I'm following this the whole uh hero's journey in mm-hmm. doing this in this storyline, right? And and this is actually really the lowest point of his uh of his character in this story, right? Yeah, where he came back home, he was so angry, depressed. And yeah, he was back at home. But well, before him, another thing has happening in this scene as well. At the same time, yes, while the the crew, the crew, and the crew broke up, and I think this was a kind of a setup for the third act, definitely the third yeah. and final act, mm-hmm. where the crew break up, and you kind of know now who is the uh, villain antagonist. Yeah, uh, we know who's the antagonist, which is Delacroix. Yeah, uh, but, but you know we, kind of who's the asshole, the bad yeah, guy, yeah, the real bad guy. Yeah, and it's not even Rolf. It's not Rolf. Rolf, Rolf even <laughs> Rolf even kind of said, "I kind of like that guy." Yeah, yeah. Rolf is. A, I mean, he's neutral. Yep, and he, he likes the guy, but he follows uh, the money, the money, and mm-hmm. Brett. I think he's he and Brett go a long way as well, right? He follows. He was following the money. Yes, one. All right. Yeah. Because when they asked who else had a problem with leaving Dieter behind, the two ladies, it, the two ladies kind of said they had a problem with it. He didn't really. He was neutral about it. Actually, actually, uh. What's the name again? Uh, Brad, Rolf, Karina. Karina, Karina didn't say anything at first. Yep. But the moment uh, Gwendolyn left yep. and she walked followed. back and she followed right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Rolf decided to stay with Brad. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it must be difficult, right? Imagine you are already a party. Yes, it's a dysfunctional mm-hmm. party. I mean, from there, from our perspective as an audience, we can say it's so easily, oh, Brad's an asshole, just leave him, you know? Yep. But if it is like your own friends and you have been together for so long, yeah, it may it's, not be. It, especially being that kind of heisting or robbers or thieves kind of thing. Yeah. You you bond. It's a really, really, really great camaraderie when you go through a massive event like these as robbing yeah. people and being thieves yeah. and stuff. So they probably have a really tight and close knit bond. Yeah. So for them to just leave, it really, it must have, it was a big event. It is a big event. And I think it makes sense as well for Rolf to stay because, you know, when uh, you have a group of friends and they are, there's a couple and they broke up, no one is just going to be all of them follow one person, right? Well, generally, it does happen. I mean, it does happen, but generally, happen, if yeah. you guys are close friends altogether, mm-hmm. probably someone will stay with at least the other person. Yeah, it, it that makes sense as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as from their perspective, right? Yeah. Not the audience perspective, yeah. obviously. And now the second call to action. Yep. And this time around, you are not meeting the nerdy and Dieter who is very predictable. Yep. They meet him. Obviously, he's still the same adorable self. Yes, that scene, that scene, that scene was so hilarious though. He just comes into his house and then he's like preparing tea. Yeah. And you see Gwendolyn and Corina just sitting there. Yeah. And they were asking like, should we make ourselves <laughs> yeah. known? And then they, the other one replies, it's been too long now. <laughs> yeah. If he hasn't noticed us now, it's just awkward, right? Yeah. 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 I think they wanted to do the, you know, the 
amazing like movie yeah. scene. When you go home, you turn on the lights, you see the people yeah. waiting for you there. But you have a character who, <laughs> who just is just so tired and is in his own world and just kind of doing his own thing. And then he finally gets the tea yeah. and then or coffee and tea yeah. and then he turns around and sees them. He screams. Yeah. <laughs> that scream was so cute, man. And then he just spills the, 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 yeah. the, the beverage all over himself. Yeah, that was amazing. And yeah. that was so meta because it's like poking fun at all the other shows yes. you've ever done. You, know? yeah. you go home and, oh, the bad guy. I've been waiting for you yeah. that moment, yeah. But no, yeah, I've been waiting for you, but I don't see, <laughs> I just don't see you. It's adorable. <laughs> it's really adorable. It shows, yeah, it so really mean. shows off the cuteness and the charm of this character of Dita. Yeah. I, I mean, this show has a lot of charm, right? Yeah. Yeah, all these little moments that is so comedic and... And to be very honest yeah. as well, he goes home, it's his safe place, you yeah. know? So he wouldn't expect this kind of thing either. Yeah. So it, it really kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, someone, someone, I mean, you get to see his character uh, throughout and yeah, perfect sense, make yeah. perfect sense. Uh, and yeah, it's the second call to action yep. about like, hey, we are out of the thing, we are sorry, both of them apologize yeah. uh, to him, which is a very nice moment as well. Mm-hmm. And kind of like tempt him one more time. Yep. The ring and cycle still exists. Yeah, Dita, no, ma- no matter how many times he's going to be betrayed by a group. Yeah. He's not going to say no. Yeah. That's the he- that's part of the hero's journey. Yeah. Well. He knows what's his purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And, and what he really, really wants. And and now we have finally a f- functional group of... Yep. A trio. A trio, yeah. And so they try and rob... They try and not rob. They try and tr- crack the last safe for them, yeah. which is the Siegfried. Yes, the Siegfried. Siegfried, I think it happens in... Oh, man, I forgot the name of the town. Uh, oh, man, I can't remember. It's uh, basically somewhere in... Ah, okay. You guys can re- search the place. Uh, right. Very beautiful place uh, away from everything else. Okay. Uh, it's a place by the river and... Um, yeah, that's right. It's like a small town. It's a small town and... And yeah, I think the Siegfried... Oh, it's a... Is it a casino? No. The casino was the one... Oh, The casino was where the Gotenzamarong was. Oh, that's the last one, right? That was in Army of the Dead. Right, yeah. Because he's owned, the, the, it's, owner, it's owned by the Tanaka guy. Right, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway. Uh, the Siegfried. I think, contrary to like normal heist shows, this show have already done two heists in the past mm-hmm. part of the show, right? Right. And I think they didn't want to make it like too focused on the whole heist thing once again. Right. Because they already showed the emotion part of the heist in the first one. The second one, you see uh, some, something went wrong. Uh-huh. What's going to happen? And I think the sec- the third one, they are no longer doing that anymore. They simply start, start out, um, they start off telling the audience, hey, uh, they got a call, uh, Delacroix was mm-hmm. ready for um for them in this place, waiting for them and all that. And then only to realize that, oh, the safe has been moved half an hour earlier or something. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Because they, they, they received they the information. Earlier, yep. Uh, as simple as that. That is the trademark heist moment, right? Yeah. And I think it's amazing because you already cover so many Oh, it was the heist. casino. Hey, it was, it the, was casino. the casino. Yeah, right. In 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 Switzerland. Ah uh, yes. Uh Saint Moritz. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a casino in Switzerland. Yeah, yeah. I remember start with M. 
<laughs> yeah. No, because they did they, okay. Cine, uh, is their cinematog- cinematography was amazing. Right. Like they show this uh the the area first, Saint Moritz itself, and then at the side of the mountain, they have the word Moritz. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was amazing cinematography. Yeah. Anyway, uh, again, yeah, the ho- about this whole heist, right? They skip the emotion part of the heist. Yep. Because right. they've already done it the first one. They mm-hmm. skip the whole tension of the heist failing and and you know you need to really get out of the building which right. is another a trope of heist that that's right yeah. is normally is part of a single heist but this is already the third one right but they changed it up a bit because the thrill of getting out of the building was now a car chase yes exactly so that was amazing yeah so it's a i mean they realized that uh oh the safe has been moved mm-hmm. and it's already actually being uh driven away by uh gwendolyn and, gwendolyn and yeah. And Dieter, right? But they managed to catch Karina. Yes, they managed to catch Karina because she's in the car still hacking to make right. sure that uh, that all these things were happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, just before that, uh, actually Brad and Rolf also managed were, to f- were waiting for them and obviously they know how uh, Gwendolyn going to work. No, and they tracked her phone. And they tracked her phone, yeah. 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 Oh yeah, because he, they can track her phone. Yep, yeah, because they he, he knows Gwendolyn's password. Yeah. And this was the moment where Karina just text Gwendolyn, mm. run, right? Yeah, yeah, run. Yeah, and because she got caught and she mm-hmm. can't say anything more. Yep. Yeah. So then you get to see the villain in, sen- in the sense chasing after uh, Gwendolyn mm-hmm. and Dieter. Dieter. Yeah. And Dieter have to crack the safe while... On the truck. On the truck. Yeah, while that's the, amazing. While the truck is going through the narrow, uh, narrow roads. Mountain of, side of, of Switzerland. Switzerland. Yeah. It's amazing, man. Yeah. Yeah, I love the three highs, right? They're all so different from... Definitely, uh, yeah. Mo- yeah, emotion to a bit of uh, trying to get out mm-hmm. and then last one is like car chase. Yep. Which is, yeah, it's part and parcel of highs and but this time it's all broken out into three in not a boring way but very... Definitely, yeah. Yeah, very interesting way. Again, the focus then is not the car chase but the focus is really deeper. Looking at the safe trying to figure it out uh, cannot and he didn't make a mistake this time around right he Remember? didn't he did yeah, i he don't didn't, think he yeah. did but it he was just took it was a long time it was because there were like you see the big you see the mouth of the secret case there were seven locks yes right and he had to in individually undo it and that was such a beautiful safe yeah. by the way yeah. with the gold and the silver and yes. the star and everything oh what a beautiful and one more thing i love the graphic of when oh the animation actu- right yes when they're actually Trying when Dieter is actually trying to crack yeah. the safe, you you go behind the door and you see yeah. the me- mechani- mechanisms kind of in place and turning and twisting. Oh, beautiful! It is, yeah. So, but yes, the secret is a really beautiful safe. It's amazing. Yep. This whole scene is very exciting mm-hmm. and end off in a very good, rewarding way. Yep. Oh yeah, while they were just talking across, his at the back of the truck, mm-hmm. Gwendolyn at the front. Mm-hmm. He still bothers to tell her the story or the. Yeah, exactly. He, him <laughs> listening to Siegfried and him still telling her. And she's like, yeah, I okay, but hurry up. Yeah. No, it is so <laughs> wonderful and all the mu- all that bullshit. And at this point, I think it's where he said one of the lines that really one of my favorite in the whole movie, I think. I, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the moment where he was saying that, oh, this is the work of uh, Hans Wagner. Mm-hmm. And that it is actually like more like a letter, right. a love letter to, to someone, the ring cycle. To the ring yeah. cycle. The ring cycle itself is a love letter to yep. someone. Exactly. And no one has ever, in a sense, 
understand him correct and yeah. until he is here still yeah it's understand. what we mentioned earlier yeah. with his YouTube channel and his YouTube video re- regarding the ring cycle yeah. he is such an awe of this safe maker yeah who's the safe maker has such awe in this composer yeah so he also in turn has awe of this composer exactly and based on the video he he put out he mm-hmm. published there were the only other person that was actually looking for it was Gwendolyn yeah so the only two people that actually have a proper appreciation of Hans Wagner's safes are these two people. Yeah. What Gwendolyn more wanting to be the one of the known as one of the few people that actually managed to take down the ring cycle. Yeah. With with Dieter being the one who is trying to more understand the story of Hans Wagner and his dedication to his craft. Yeah. Which is what Dieter is going through and experiencing with the cracking of each safe. Yeah. And he is in I think he mentioned it's yeah, the, the love letter thing. Mm. It's so amazing to see him because he is chasing that he doesn't care about the money. It's really just about him trying to understand the mind of Hans Wagner who created the safes. Yeah, I I would actually even say that at this point it is more like conversation with him and yeah, Hans Wagner. Exactly. Like just I can imagine him and Hans Wagner sitting in a coffee house converse having a, the deepest conversation yep. about life and inspiration yep. and dreams as he is o- opening the safe and this yeah. guy is dead many many years before yep. him and I think that's very very beautiful it uh, is it is an amazing point in this movie yeah I, I mean to me I think the last time I had something like that was when I mean, we were we were from Ben and we were playing this piece, uh, La Forza. La Forza, that, that was, that yeah. was, you know, and I remember learning about the lyrics, uh, about what story this is about. Yep. The whole story of La Forza del Destino being told to me, and then listening to the music, finally understanding, oh, this is what is written for. Yep. And I, it was, I, I mean, I under, okay, uh, my understanding is not at at the level of obviously, Dieter and the safe. Yeah. But, of course. But. I kind of understand like, oh, there's an art piece someone created many, many years ago and yet it's so meaningful right now. Yeah. It, yeah. It's because artists pour their emotions and their into their craft. Yeah. And for someone who is a fellow appreciator of that craft, mm. they will look upon it and really, truly marvel at it yeah. and wonder what, for example, for us, we are fans of movies. Yeah. And I'm a fan of like musicals and That's right, everything. Yeah. We look at these musicals and the stories they tell and we kind of... People who are fans of these kinds mm-hmm. of people or genres, you will look into it with the perspective of the person who was writing it and yes, what happens at exactly, the time. Yeah. So it is a very powerful message for true fans of the thing. Yeah. And as you can see from Dieter's video... He is probably one of the only true friends of true fans of Hans Wagner and the Ring yeah. Cycle, who are still alive, yeah. maybe. And so him being the one that gets to take down the Ring Cycle, all four safes, yeah, is an, a wonderful accomplishment to nobody but himself. Yes, and that's all that matters. Yeah, it's for us, like you know, for and I'm sure many of the listeners who are critters, whenever you see Matt Mercer. Mm. That's who discusses, right. who does, who who speak when he speaks about his world. Yeah. I'm always in awe. Yes. Because I understand I am a novice person in that same craft, in that same art. 
and yeah. I'm looking up to one of the greatest. And it's that kind of awe and admiration yeah. that allows for these kinds of scenes, th- these kinds of things to happen, like Dieter to appreciate Hans Wagner. Exactly, yeah. To me, that was like a masterpiece of putting it out there for mm-hmm. someone, like any of us to even like, oh yeah, he and this is a connection. Yep. Yeah, between someone through a piece of art. And I think that's the p- the point of art anyway. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the safe is an art in a sense, right? His craft. Definitely. Yeah. Anyway, the whole thing then kind of uh, ended up with uh, a confrontation. Safe, though. He, he cracked it. He cracked the safe. He cracked it, so yeah. Yeah, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. He got this, the money out, but the moment they f- stopped the truck, uh, Brad and Rolf was there. Yep. And Brad finally took out his gun. Oh, yeah, throughout the show, actually, there's a lot of discomfort about Brad own, owning a gun. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think Dieter was super uncomfortable and Gwendolyn have to co- comfort him many times that don't worry, he's not going to use the gun and all that. Yeah. And then here, he is uh, being pointed by a gun. You know, he, I mean, Brad pointing the gun at uh, the two of them. And then they have a conversation and I think... This, this is, is a trick p- moment, right? Yeah, it yeah. is. This is, the mo- this, this is the Gwendolyn moment because she's always been... She's the mastermind. She's the mastermind. Yeah. Always. She's One step ahead. Yeah. yeah. And that's why... I mean, they have been so successful because Gwendolyn has been always... Definitely. She's the master yep. heist. She's the one that plans everything. She's, she's, a, yeah. she's the um, yeah mastermind of everything. Yeah. She writes and plans everything to make sure that people follow through. That's all. Yeah. So yeah. what happened was that really when he finally pressed the button to shoot... Yeah, he pulled the trigger. He pulled the trigger at uh, Dieter, right? Yep. It was empty. Yep. And apparently he said, yeah. Do you really think I'll load your, <laughs> yeah. let you load your gun with it? She removed... When they were fighting yeah. the, the, the during before she left the yep. crew. Yeah, that moment. And actually, I, it got me thinking, right? Did she allow him to track her phone? I don't think so. so. I mean, maybe. Maybe, right? But I don't think so. Because because of this incident, they needed a fall guy. La. So he, in, in, instead of Dieter becoming the fall guy, Brad yeah. became the fall guy. In fact, la. it was a gift to Lacroix. I think it was written. Yes. She, made, she wrote a note. Yep. A gift for Lacroix. Yeah. Yeah. Because, oh, actually, Gwendolyn owns a gun. Yeah. With bullets. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And that changes the whole situation. Uh, so, Rolf and Brad got caught. Because mm-hmm. uh, Lacroix definitely caught them in the end. Yeah. And then there's a whole chase. There's not really a chase, actually. They head out the, to the docks. The docks. And yeah. finally, there's a boat. And just before they leave. This was the part where they promised to try and tackle the Gotodamo, right? Yes. Yeah. And they said, oh yeah, let's go for it. Let's go for the fourth and final yeah. of the ring cycle. Yeah. And, but before all that happened, uh, Delacroix appeared. No, that was after. They promised each other first. Yes. Then Delacroix appears. Yes. Yeah. 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 So they were just about to get to on the boat. They put mm-hmm. all the money on the boat. Yep. Have this conversation. And then Delacroix appears. Yeah. And again, saying, you guys are under arrest. And yeah. That's the... And f- the f- ending of the movie, and th- she she bargained a deal. Yes, because keep the money. They get uh, they are gonna keep the money, but let D- Dita let go. Dita go. Yeah, and, and she will just she will come in quietly. Yeah. And obviously, Dilokwa just go ahead with it. Because he doesn't care about Dita. He yeah. all, because he knows Dita when he goes off. He's without everybody else. He's not gonna be because Dita isn't part trouble. of the yeah. isn't part of the crew that yeah that he wants that he wants yeah exactly. He's not there to catch. To be very honest, he's not even there to try and do anything else but get Brad. Because no, he, he wants, wants revenge crew, on actually. Brad. Yeah, he, he wants, wants the crew yeah. to stop. Yeah. That's why he even offered Karina a deal. Yep. When they were discussing yeah. it at the last 
yeah. when she was hacking in the last heist. Yeah. She offered he offered her a deal. And now she's also he is also offering uh Gwendolyn a deal here. Mm. Come in quietly and then you'll be out in a cup like what, ten years or something, she said, right? Five yeah, to ten something years or something like, yeah. like that. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's he just wants them to stop. He's not actively seeking them out to try and yeah yeah except for Brad because he yes. has a personal vendetta against <laughs> yeah, Brad which is amazing yeah <laughs> because it's shot in the ass mm-hmm. so yeah but. this is the part where it's really sad because me watching this movie after Army of the Dead I know they're never gonna meet again oh my goodness I, I was sad but I was like oh I, w- I ended up with hope because I didn't know this was a prequel of Army of the Dead because right, I because didn't... you didn't watch Army of yes. the Dead first yes right okay yeah so I have no idea that this is gonna be I mean I, I mean I did right. find it weird when they start showing zombie mm-hmm. but I thought mm-hmm. it's just a quirky show right I right. mean it's been very very charming very quirky right 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 and then when I watched I mean I yeah I understand how, why I, I was like oh my god this can't be happening yeah. and it happened and but at the same time I feel happy for him he His got life to, purpose he got to tackle the ring cycle he, ta- he did tackle exactly him, he yeah. was the one who he 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 got to experience Hans Wagner's love letter. Yeah. Which, yeah, which was all he ever wanted in his life. Exactly. And he yeah. accomplished it, which is more than we can say for most people. I know it's more than I can say for myself. <laughs> yeah. Right? So. Yeah. And I think that's amazing. And I think coming back to that is that you get to see this guy who has an ordinary, predictable life. Yep. Going, have it, I mean, saying yes to what he's called to do. Mm-hmm. And then finally, when you get to see him in uh, Army of the Dead, he's a very different person. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's the same person, yeah. but different, you know? Yeah, a little different. Different, not in a bad way, but like, he knows what he wants. Yep, exactly. Unlike when he first got introduced to him, where he just following life which was Which was at the end of this episode, uh, this episode, this movie as well. Yeah. Where you see Batista and yeah. come and approach him regarding yes. the Gotham rule. Yeah. Which is, oh man, and what a show. It is really good, yeah. Which I mean, I did share my favorite part. Which one is your favorite, though? Which part is my favorite? Yeah. It is difficult because I really love every time, every single time he's telling the story when he encounters the three safes. Oh yeah, that's Th- that, those are my favorite moments. Right. Yeah. Right, and it is with the music. Yeah, <laughs> because it everything is just move like the music. The background music is yeah. amazing at that point. A story is being told. And mm-hmm. you get to see the actions of him trying to tell a story and going through the motions of cra- say, cracking the safe. Right. So those are like the three best moments for me, I feel. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And last question, maybe, which of the three safes is your favorite? I think it's the Siegfried because it's so freaking beautiful. The seven locks and the mm. star, it's just, when I saw that, I definitely paused and looked at it. It's really pretty, but I think the the Valkyrie actually, yeah, actually because like of the, the yeah because of the mechan- the the mechanics of the safe, and then you can see the Valkyries on it, and yeah, because it's for the ride of the Valkyries, yeah, which I love, and the music and everything was amazing at that point, yeah. So I definitely either the Siegfried or the Valkyrie. Cool. Yeah, mine would be the Valkyrie. Yeah, I just love the look of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole metallic. Yeah. Yeah, it is very cool. Yeah, it's a call to war. Yeah. And this was their call to heist. Which is kind of a cool comparison, I would say. I guess so, yeah. But yeah, I, I guess that's Army of the Dead. Eh, Army, Army of the Thieves. Thieves. Army of Thieves, yeah. And 
I but, really enjoyed it. Yeah, but what you said about when he was bri- when he was cracking Secret, mm-hmm. that moment as well when he's mentioning that he's he gets to read the love letter, mm-hmm. that was amazing as well. Yeah, it's that whole moment. Yeah, beautiful moments. I think the whole movie actually is really charming. It's funny. It's it's quirky. I must admit, it's definitely quirky end. Uh, and they are going for the charming bit as well. Yep. But I really really like it. It doesn't have the best rating on the internet anywhere. Really? But I thought it was like 70 on I think Rotten Tomatoes. Or 60 or something. something I can't like remember. That. It's not too bad. It's not too bad, but mm. I really, really enjoyed it. And I think it has so much more meaning because you know the law. But that's my Definitely, preference. Yeah. yeah. I did enjoy this much more than Army of the Dead. Oh, yeah, me too. I did, really. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed Army of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah, but not enough for me to actually even watch Army of Thieves until you told me about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I would say this is my first time watching anything by Matthias Schweighofer. Uh-huh. And I'm very impressed with his direction. Yeah. So it's really cool. Yeah. I mean, it it is a Zack Snyder production, mm-hmm. but still a lot can go wrong. Yeah. So I am quite happy that everything worked out for him. Especially him being Dieter. Yes. And him getting to direct the movie that he's a star of. That's yeah. so cool, man. The last time I saw that is probably Lin Manuel Miranda as as uh Hamilton. Well, yeah, I mean that was more that is a that's a musical. It's entirely different. Yeah, I'm just saying that because that's our next episode. Yep. <laughs> so in the next episode it will be my choice, and I chose to speak about Lin Manuel Miranda. Yes, and yeah. we will be going through his. Basically, I did mention this, but. 2021 was such an amazing year for Lin Manuel Miranda, because he, we we will be talking definitely about Encanto. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking about Tick Tick Boom. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking about In the Heights, the movie. Yeah, and we will be talking about Hamilton because how can you talk about Lin Manuel Miranda without talking about Hamilton, right? Of course, yeah. What what freaking catapulted him into stardom? Yes, indeed. But he was already actually an amazing star before that. It is. But yeah, he is. This yeah. today, this is not the episode about Lin Manuel yes. Miranda. So the next week's episode will be the episode on Lemon Wall Miranda. Yeah, and I think that's it about Army of Thieves then. Yeah, so don't forget to join us on Thursday mm-hmm. where we'll be going through the final episodes of The Legends of Vox Machina. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and it's... Oh, I am very excited and also very sad for it because it's going to be the last bit of Legend of Vox Machina we're going to get for a while. One year at least. Maybe, yeah, uh, probably. I think it's more like a year and a half. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but I can't wait to see how it all ends. Yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, it's so good. You kind of want to watch to the end, but I mean, you want it to end. I'm definitely going to watch it multiple times. I'm I'm going to, I'm like, the 12 episodes of The Legend of Vox Machina, I'm going to watch it right after I rewatch Invincible. Because I have yet to watch it, rewatch Invincible as well. Ooh, yeah, Invincible is amazing. Yeah, but having yeah. said that, because this Thursday we'll, we'll be discussing the last few episodes mm-hmm. of The Legend of Vox Machina, which means next week, on Thursday, we will be having the Polity More back yeah. to its regular format. Exactly. And yes. re- I am so excited for that actually. yeah in fact I'll be bringing some parts of this episode definitely we'll be bringing yeah. it there so we're, it's gonna probably gonna be a chunky episode of more anyway but by now if like you, you if we watch the Legend of Vox we're gonna discussion episodes they're probably not as chunky as that so yeah. it's still gonna be amazing I can't wait for that yeah and as always thank you guys for listening to us 
Yes, thank you so drone much. Drone on about the nerdy shit that we are interested in, but hopefully you guys are interested in as well. Yeah. And thank you guys for listening, really. Yes, again. And again, this is our own love letter to being inspired by other artists like Matthew Mercer. Definitely. And so many di- amazing directors out there. Uh, too many to Rogers. <laughs> yes, uh, Dan Harmon and Definitely, so many others. Yeah. yeah. For those of you who are listening, why don't you reach out to us and let us know what you thought about army of dead and army mm-hmm. of thieves and if you did like it what were your favorite parts mm-hmm. because we would definitely like to hear it from you guys also you can let us know reach us reach reach out to us at the podity t-h-e-p-o-d-d-i-t-y or anything that you might be interested for us to be speaking about for the next couple of episodes who knows we might actually even do an episode on the recommendations yeah and even if you're what i mean you're listening to us in like 2026 right now hey hi what's the, the future like how was corona yeah and um has the world ended yet? Yes. And yeah, in 2026, please still drop us a message. Whatever, man. Yeah, <laughs> I would be happy to discuss anything nerdy. Even if it's something we've never done an episode about, yeah. reach out to me or to us and see what we talk about. Because anything nerdy is something I love talking about. Mm-hmm. And I've mentioned multiple times that I, es- I especially appreciate and love seeing somebody talk about something they're good at or passionate about. Yeah. So if whatever you like, if you want to talk about something nerdy, just please at me. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, I would appreciate the conversation. And I guess that's it for this week's episode. Don't forget to tune in on Thursday for the final episode of Legend of Vox Machina discussion episode. And with that, I've been Nate. I'm Stephen. For the last time, is it Thursday?